Defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Reds podcast. I'm your host as always, Josh Winsamo, joined by my co-host, Mike Pantalone, as we are here to talk about your favorite team in Major League Soccer, your Toronto FC. Mike, we are back for week two, match day number two for Toronto FC as they take on New York Red Bull tomorrow. But first, let's go back to last week uh, where Toronto FC had a 1-1 draw with FC Dallas on opening night. But before we go into depth about that game, uh, say hi to the listeners and uh, introduce yourself. It's been uh, you know quite some time as uh, we had the week off this week. Thanks, Josh. Uh, it's great to be here. Feeling good after that draw in the first game of the season. Excited for the game tomorrow. Yeah, you know, Toronto FC and uh, New York Red Bulls is always, you know, a very good uh, matchup head-to-head. They have a lot of history together. Uh, a lot of that is in favor of FC Dallas. I'm sorry, FC, uh, New York Red Bull. Uh, but let's go back. I brought up FC Dallas because I do want to start there first off. So uh, you can see that that game is still in my mind because I felt like it was a game that Toronto FC should have won. And, you know, the game ended in a 1-1 draw. There was a lot to like about Toronto FC in this game. Uh, they played a very good competitor in FC Dallas who also made a lot of offseason moves. But, you know, Toronto FC, uh, statistically, they had more possession of the ball with 56%. They won more duels at 56% as well. Uh, aerial duels won, which I think is a huge uh, thing to notice. They won 60% of the high balls uh, this uh, in this one because last year we noticed Toronto FC kind of struggled when uh, it, in terms of aerial passes and stuff like that. So I think that's a good improvement to take note of. Uh, you know, Toronto FC, I think uh, it's a very – cool thing to mention is they weren't offside in this game at all uh, i found that interesting uh, they actually caught dallas offside four times which should have been five i'm a big believer that fc dallas's opening goal was offside i know that is a very controversial take a lot of people might say that that's biased because i'm a toronto fc supporter and uh, you know i'm covering the team but no i i think it's pretty clear if you uh, have eyes that can see that that was a foot offside it was hard to tell obviously the video angle for us to break down was much easier to see but uh, you know, sometimes uh, being rough is hard, and I think that was one of those blown calls. You know, we also had the penalty conversation. Uh, we're not going to dive too much into that because, uh, you know, that's that game's over. It's not much to debate. But I felt like this was a game Toronto FC should have won. Uh, tell me, uh, were you impressed with Toronto FC in this one, and uh, do you think they deserve the win? You know, uh, I don't think necessarily they did deserve the win. I was pleased with the draw, mainly because this is a new team. A lot of the players are new. They get get used to each other, the chemistry. And there were a lot of guys playing in certain positions that they're not used to playing, like especially the fullback, Schafflenberg and Marshall Reddy. And especially Schafflenberg, you could tell uh, he struggled with his marking, which is very important when you're a defender. You know, he was not even paying attention to his guy, especially on that goal. They scored in the opening game for FC Dallas. He was just ball watching, wasn't watching his man at all. But that's really the only bad thing I could say about him on defense. Other than that, he's got great speed for a fullback, which is very important for a modern-day fullback. And offensively, it was great. It was a great cross for the for the TFC's opening goal for Jonathan Osorio, getting his first of the season. And the football there on the right side, Marshall Ruddy, I didn't see any problem with his game. And clearly the lead didn't either because he did get play, 
He was a player of the month, uh, week. Yeah. Was part of the team of the week. Sorry. That was solid. He's a great. You can see why he's worth like $20 million. And he's just a great young prospect. And also for the center backs, I think Salcedo, obviously we're expecting a great game from him, and he was great defensively. Obviously, Chris Mavinga did struggle a bit in the first half. He did come off for uh, O'Neal, which he did. Uh, him coming on uh, made the defense way more solid in the second half, which kept the team from scoring, getting more goals against. So overall, the defense was just solid. Yeah, you know, I like how you brought up uh, Marshall Rudy's play last week. Uh, you know, he was rewarded by the league uh, for Team of the Week honors. You know, young player, uh, you know, shown a lot of uh, composure and promise in his game in this one. Uh, in terms of his left side partner, uh, Schafflenberg, you know, it's tough to criticize him. He hasn't had a lot of uh, professional soccer under his belt in terms of playing as a fullback on the left side. But what I really liked was a, his ability to create offensively. I think as a modern-day fullback, that's more of a necessity instead of a, a want at this point. But like you said, in terms of his defensive play on the goal there, I think that just showed that you know he's more used to being in a midfield attacking role where he's not really the guy to track back and mark a guy in his own zone, um, you know, his own box. And I think that kind of slipped up on him. And, uh, you know, that's, a, a, I guess, a, I don't want to use the word rookie mistake because he has played professional soccer. Uh, you know, he's got games under his belt, but a rookie mistake in terms of being new to the position. And, uh, you know, I think that's just going to grow with time. But that shows that, you know, we do have young fullbacks. We do have a new kind of back line, and we are going to see ups and downs. Like Salcedo, I thought, was arguably player of the match. Uh, you know, he was really strong in his effort. You talked about Mavinga. Mavinga, yeah, he had a kind of a poor first half, but I think that was more because of, uh, his new relationship with Salcedo. I think, uh, you know, the first game, uh, they're going to need time to grow, and we know chemistry is huge in terms of center backs. But, uh, you know, Neil, like you mentioned, Shane had a really good second half. He came on and uh, really solidified the back line, and I think that was very important. But with Schafflenberg, uh, you know, in the game, uh, in the home opener against uh, Red Bull, I'm expecting him to create a lot of offense. But with uh, Schafflenberg, is, you're going to get a lot of high-tempo soccer. So you're going to get some good, you're going to get some bad. You're going to get lots of crazy action up front in terms of attacking with the football, but you're also going to get a lot of craziness in the own in your own half of the field. And I think that's something to take aware of as, uh, you know, when he, he provides a lot of width for Toronto FC, he's very good up and down. And uh, when he has the football in his feet, you know, he's a fantastic player offensively, like I already mentioned. Uh, but, you know, that's nothing new. I think everybody kind of expected that going into this one. Uh, in terms of over, like, I don't know, it's tough to credit. Like, what I really noticed was the way TFC changed their style of play. We saw that they were more hard-pressed when they lost possession of the ball. Uh, they were more, you know, aggressive in that aspect, which I really liked. They weren't really sitting back and kind of just, uh, you know, holding their composure. They were on the ball. They were motivated. They were in your face. And I think that really showed uh, against a young team like FC Dallas. And uh, another thing to mention, they really played with a high back line. And that was something I want to ask you, Mike. You know, a lot of teams in Europe, most notably Liverpool, is the most successful at it with using a high back line. And I think, uh, you know, they did a pretty good job in that aspect. Like I said, they caught uh, FC Dallas offside four times. Um, is that something, you know, you played a lot as a fullback in your day. Uh, playing a high back line, what do you think uh, – 
is that, and do you think that would fit with how young of fullbacks we have and basically a whole new back line besides really Chris Mavinga and uh, Schaffenberg as, you know, mainstays last year who played on this back line. Marshall Rudy was with TFC, but, you know, he didn't really see game action on a nightly basis, especially in the role he's playing right now. Uh, a high back line can provide a lot of good, but it can provide a lot of bad. Tell me, are you comfortable playing a high back line this year uh, with this young Toronto FC back line and these new relationships being formed? Well, obviously, obviously, I think that's what Bob Bob Bradley wants. He wants that constant pressure. With that constant pressure comes a high back line. And I do like the high back line because it is great with offside traps. Obviously, you get fast players, you know, they get them to jump ahead, and you just jump forward, and then you, you catch them offside. Obviously, like they did against FC Dallas, it's solid. The problem is about that is if the, if the linesman doesn't call it or you're too late in the offside trap, the guy's gone gone on a breakaway and score that's a great thing but the high back line's good because it like holds it holds holds the defense in holds holds the ball in the other team's end you you make them play around each other you close the gaps great constant pressure that's what so I think it would I do like the high back line is what I'm saying yeah you know I think it keeps more players accountable uh you're taking the risk with you know forcing them to play a little bit of a different style up tempo but also it really could be bad if you mistrack your uh press and you know i think tfc showed a couple times in this game they got exposed with that and uh you know toronto fc is a completely revamped team and i think with the high back line it is certainly going to be interesting to see throughout the year one thing as we kind of transition into the new york red bull preview for tomorrow's home opener as we are recording on the friday is uh, what we saw from New York in their opening match against San Jose Earthquakes. They won 3-1. to one. They were victorious. Uh, New York Red Bull really liked attacking the width of their wingers and bringing the ball in, kind of similar to what we saw with FC Dallas's opening goal. Uh, tell me, are you nervous about that and how FC Dallas is looking to target the wings and the width of their offense? And uh, we know that their attack is very good. It might not be the biggest names, but, uh, you know, they also revamped a lot of their team. But in terms of play, they are very dangerous when they are passing the ball around. Tell me, is that something you're going to be watching out for tomorrow? Yeah, it will be something I'll be uh, looking out for for sure, playing the wingers, especially with our young fullbacks. They probably will be looking to do that, especially on the right side against uh, Schafflenberg. Because we did see that in the FC Dallas game. They did overload on the right side a lot, especially in the first half. Because they saw his weak uh, defensive IQ, they were overloading on that side. He didn't get a lot of. Uh, he had a lot of work for him, marking and stuff like that. Yeah, you know it's going to be an up tempo game. Um, certainly going to be fun to watch, but uh, you know I'm a little nervous. It, like this is a young back line for Toronto. Uh, this is a Red Bull team that we know have had Toronto FC's number quite a fair bit in the stretch. Uh, if you look at the overall numbers here that I'm going to be pulling up, it's actually kind of mind-blowing to realize how much New York Red Bull has played well against Toronto. They're unbeaten in five straight meetings with TFC. Three wins, two draws, and have lost just one of the last nine encounters. So the last nine games, they've only lost once New York. Uh, you know, Toronto FC has managed only six wins in 30 games versus New York Red Bulls. These are two teams that I said they have a lot of history together. Uh, you can tell both sides don't like each other. Uh, I think the fans don't like each other very much. 
the definition of long-term history for sure. I remember one of my first MLS games ever was these two in a head-to-head matchup at BMO Field. Um, you know, TFC is winless in their last seven straight matches dating back to the end of last season. So it would be nice to see them get in the win column at home. Uh, tomorrow is the home opener. I will be in attendance, which I'm really looking forward to. It will be my first game back in an extremely long time. Uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting one. The home openers are always really, really fun. It's a bit earlier this year. There's been some problems, uh, you know, with the field. That's been a massive discussion. Tell me, are you worried about the field conditions for uh, BMO Field tomorrow? You know, I am a little bit worried because obviously up here in Canada, it has been cold. You know, the snow and everything, it may be a bad pitch. But, you know, this team, a lot of guys, like, there's a lot of vets on this team that know sometimes this pitch is not going to be the greatest condition. Like, especially for Michael Bradley, he's played here a long time. He knows how bad the pitch is. Hopefully he can help his team uh, adapt to the pitch if it is that bad. But honestly, I'm not that worried. This team's skilled enough. I think they'll be able to power through if the pitch is in bad quality. Yeah, you know, it's certainly going to be entertaining. It's unfortunate that the field isn't going to be in prime condition. But, you know, this is a TFC team that I think can really use this to their advantage. We know that they're going to be playing at home with the fan base behind them. Uh, it is going to be back to full capacity tomorrow at BMO. It is going to be loud. The place is going to be rocking. Uh, Bob Bradley did mention that the only injury going into tomorrow is going to be Io Akinola, which is expected, obviously. So he's going to have a pretty healthy uh, team to pick from. I think the opening lineup is going to be similar to what we saw in Dallas. Um, you know, this is a TFC team that I think the sky's the limit. I think they have an extremely high ceiling but I think the floor is very low. I think this is a team that could crash towards the bottom of the standings, but I also think this is a TFC team that we could potentially see making a deep run in the postseason. I know that's an uncommon take for a lot of people, but, you know, this is a young team. You have Marshall Rudy, who is, you know, seen all over Europe as one of the next things here in MLS. Uh, We don't know how long he's going to remain here in Toronto. Schaffenberg's offensive production as a fullback Gives TFC something that we haven't seen since prime Justin Morrow. Uh, Salcedo might be the best center back this team has ever had in terms of history. Now, I'm not saying he is the best TFC center back of all time. I'm not going to say something ridiculous after one game. But he certainly has the talent to potentially be amongst the names of them. And uh, Chris Mavinga, you know, I think he's going to rebound. And I think he's going to build some chemistry with Salcedo. I think he's also been a better performer at home at BMO Field with the fans behind him. You know, he loves this city, and he's one of the only players that was really brought back on the back line. So I think he's going to have a good game tomorrow night. But uh, in terms of the midfield, Bradley and Pozuelo, you know, I think they're going to have to take over this game. Uh, I thought they were, you know, satisfactory in the opening night game. They had their ups and downs. Uh, But I want to see more of um, an offensive push from these guys. You know, maybe Bradley not as much because he hasn't really been – an offensive player uh, at the back end of his career now with Toronto FC. But Pozuelo, I know he's taking more of a a two-way role this year, but I kind of want to see that MVP production from him again. I think with Insigne coming in July that this team can have a really vital offensive attack uh, between these two linking up. And uh, we know that, you know, they aren't really getting help uh, from outside on offense right now. There's rumors about it, but they did bring in, uh, Crescito to help the back. So we have defensive reinforcements coming, which I will always take. Uh, but, you know, this is pretty much the offense that I think we're going to be seeing for the whole year this year. And obviously, Insigne is coming, so we got to relax in terms of criticizing them. But, you know, I really want to see more offense from Pozuelo. And I think tomorrow in the home opener, it's going to be really important. 
to get on the right step. I think if TFC score early in this one with the fans at home, I think they should be in a comfortable position. But tell me, uh, in terms of Alejandro Pozuelo and the Toronto FC offense, is there anything that you want to see tomorrow? Well, I just want to see some good ball movement up front. And also, I, you said you want to see more from him. I want to see more from uh, Jesus Jimenez, yes. He we, he was good. he did not score in the season opener, but I did see some bright spots from him. He obviously, he's got a great offensive IQ. He's making some great runs. You know, he didn't get in great scoring chances, obviously, but there, that potential is there, especially for Pozuelo. I do want to see him back to MVP form. Obviously, he does have to play that two way form, that two way play now, especially after seeing that season opener for Michael Bradley. He looks very old now, especially offensively. He's Four passes were just not there, especially in the first half. Flood intercepted passes. He still does have some of that talent there, put the play defensively. But obviously, Alejandro Pozuelo is going to help him two way. And obviously, Jonathan Azoria, you know, he's always solid, very consistent player. You don't have to worry about him really. But overall, yeah, just want to see good ball move from the wingers, strikers in the midfield. That's all. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that stuff about Bradley. You know. Certainly his age is starting to affect him now. We don't know how much longer he really has left. Um, it wasn't a great opening game for him, but it was satisfactory. Like I said, same with Pozuelo. Uh, if Inachi Achara, he's a guy that I expect big things from this year. Obviously, you know, he's had some, you know, injury troubles. But I think he's going to be a vital piece of the offense. Obviously, I'm waiting for Akinola to come. I think Jimenez is kind of going to be the backup number nine up top. Um, I think Akinola is going to be the, the focal piece of the offense. But, you know, with Schafflenberg uh, providing offense and Marshall on the other side, and you have the young players uh, in the forward positions right now, like Jaden Nelson, who looked to be having, you know, a big step in his play in open, in, on opening uh, night. You know, that's a player that I think is going to be the X factor of Toronto FC this year. I think if – actually, you know, I think it's Jaquiel uh, is probably the X factor. If he could perform at a high level as, you know, a right back for Toronto – and perform at a high level. I think that's something that's going to be very important. But I think if Nelson is able to maintain at least an MLS average standard, I think this team is going to be uh, really hard to beat. And I think with his age and, you know, the amount of talent he has for sure, uh, you know, coming up with the youth academy and all that stuff, I think if he really finds his footing, he's going to be extremely dangerous and he could provide something really different for this Toronto FC offense, uh, linking up with Schaffenberg on the left side. I really like their chemistry in the opening game. Offensively, of course, uh, defensively needs some work, but uh, you know that's what you're going to get. And I think it's over analytical now to criticize Schaffenberg and that for how much we've talked about it. But one positive note, as we kind of near the end of this episode of this preview, uh, the Toronto FC have their home opener against New York Red Bull tomorrow at BMO Field at 2 p.m. Eastern for kickoff. Uh, one thing that I think is cool to mention is that you know New York Red Bull have. Like, yes, they have had Toronto FC's number uh, throughout the majority of, you know, the team's history. But um, New York has won its first two matches of a season just once since 2011. I think that's really in Toronto FC's favor. Obviously, I think Toronto FC's favored right now on this one. I think that's due to being at home at BMO Field. And that place is going to be rocking. Like I said, I will be in attendance. So I'm so excited for that. But, uh, you know, I think the key to the game tomorrow night is going to be uh, protect the width of the pitch defensively, um, but also to get off on the right foot. And I think uh, we all know TFC struggles last year with conceding inside the opening half. Uh, they, 
you know, almost were on a record-breaking pace. They were certainly last in the league in terms of, you know, first-half starts. And, you know, they conceded an MLS high thing. was like 35 as the number, which was absolutely insane. Uh, and they gave up a lot of goals inside the first 10 minutes. And, you know, really in the, the opening game, the first about, I guess, almost the first eight minutes looked pretty good. You know, there's offensive action going back and forth, which, you know, you don't really want to see. But uh, it was fun to watch as a, a supporter. But, you know, then they concede in the ninth minute, and then you're kind of like, well, we're back to last year. And it brought a lot of dark vibes back. So I think getting off on the right foot um, is really important tomorrow. I think if TFC goes up early, I think that they kind of have the upper hand there. And I th really hope that they hold it because, uh, you know, they are going to have the fans behind them. Tell me, how crucial is it for you tomorrow with how TFC starts uh, in this opening, I guess, half? Well, you know, I think they're going to come off strong with a lot of energy because the first time them having fans in, like, over probably more, almost two years now? I well, say first, around that. first season opener with fans. Yeah, first season opener with fans in a, in a while. Yeah. That's going to be very – I think they're going to be very excited. They're going to have a lot of pumped-up energy. I think they're going to start off really strong. Obviously, I, the big focal point is protecting the wings – because the Red Bulls like to play in the wings. Obviously, we got yeah. struggled offensively with Schaffelberg. But I think overall, I think they're going to come out with the win. Obviously, the Red Bulls are not the most fancy team, but they could be dangerous, which is the, the big threat. But, you know, with that constant pressure thing, the cons the constant pressure play style that Bob Bradley wants to play, I think they'll be able to get the win the ball back, outscore this team, and get those three points. Yeah, you know, I think this is a big three points here for Toronto. It is the home opener. I think it's a good chance to start off on the right foot here against a very good MLS team and New York Red Bull, which we at least expect to be good. Uh, you know, New York Red Bull is always a really good regular season team. It's where the postseason takes place is where they kind of fall off. But, you know, Red Bulls, like I said, they've always had Toronto FC's number. Um, but, you know, I think tomorrow is really encouraging. And I think that – like I said, I think if they get off on the right foot and they don't concede inside the first half, I have a tough time seeing them really losing this one. Uh, I think the atmosphere at BMO is going to be way too electric for uh, Toronto FC not to at least maintain competitive in this one. But uh, I think, you know, that's pretty much all from us here today as we recap uh, what happened in opening night and uh, preview tomorrow night's home opener against the New York Red Bulls. Like I mentioned, kickoff at 2 p.m., uh, thank you guys all for listening. We are pumped up uh, for that one. I will be in attendance uh, for those that are wondering if you, you know, follow my socials and all that stuff. I will be covering the game live, and I will have coverage on the Toronto Maple Leafs game as well after that live as well. So make sure that you follow the socials and you check out, uh, you know, the Battleboard Fan Talk website. I will have articles coming out tomorrow morning and all tons of fun free coverage for you guys as we bring you how we see Toronto sports through a young interpretation and uh, seeing the game in a new way. So it's all free. Check out all the socials and uh, the website uh, and also other shows. We talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Raptors, the Blue Jays, and the Argonauts as well, even though if you don't like the Argonauts, uh, if you're a TFC supporter because of the pitch and all that stuff, I know there's kind of like a, a fake stigma beef between the two. But, you know, we are Toronto. I love both teams. We all love both teams. Uh, so go check out uh, the other Toronto shows because, uh, you know, Toronto United is what we are. So they will see red tomorrow. I'm excited, and I'm really looking forward to it. Mike, any last words uh, you want to say to the listeners before we wrap this up? No, nope. all I just want to say is excited for the fans tomorrow. I think they're going to lift the team to a win.
that's awesome all right looking forward to it thank you guys all for listening that's uh, that's it from us here at the battleborn reds podcast we will see you again next week